0: Listening to Money Talk on RTHK Radio 3. And now it's time for Stefan Number Three to join us. We've had three uh, Stevens on the show today, Stefan, with a view from the crypto world. Um, so, Stefan Lutz, CEO of BitMEX, welcome to the show and good morning. Hey, thanks for having me. Good morning. No, I'm crypto is one of my favourite subjects, so really looking forward to this chat. Let's start with what was is the biggest, the most famous cryptocurrency out there, Bitcoin. What caused the crash in Bitcoin last week? Several theories seem to be. Bandied around. I don't think anyone knows for sure. Um, and what are your views on Bitcoin long term?
1: Yeah. Um, well, first of all, you gave the answer already. Lots of theories out there yeah. from uh, Elon Musk selling a lot of Bitcoins to others like, hey, there is something going on. Frankly, I, I have to say, my personal view is this is just usual Bitcoin volatility, right? I mean, and that leads to the second uh, half of your question, which is more the long-term expectations. My long-term expectations are positive. Mm. I mean, I'm... um, I would refrain from saying it's going to the moon, it's going to a million, because no one knows when, but actually it is a naturally appreciating um, asset still. Um, It has all the benefits that even the people that don't like it, um, um, well, can't deny. Um, And we see more and more adoption, right? I mean, we see especially institutional interest, which is interesting, Mm -hmm. from the U.S. side, which Frankly, if you would have asked me one year ago, I wouldn't believe. I wouldn't have believed. This. Yes, well, like BlackRock, yes, that was exactly, um, exactly
0: quite a, a, a surprise. And they've got such a high rate of successful applications that um, people are pretty confident that they are going to be able to get a Bitcoin ETF um, together. So, yeah. But now, one of the banks, Standard Chartered, I think, is predicting um, Bitcoin to be in the hundreds, well, over a hundred thousand next year. Bit well. in the sky. <laughs>
1: I'd love to see this, uh, f- frankly, as, as I'm in this space, I'm invested there too. Uh, my expectations, and we had that in the show just earlier, is about reasonable expectations. So yeah. while I love to maintain this hope, my expectation is a little bit lower to do all the investments. Um, but of course, um, long-term trend is, is still the same. If you see where Bitcoin came from, just like even the last... Well, what happened in the last two years? We went again from ten thousand to twenty five thousand Yes, there is a little bit of volatility, a little bit of backset here, but as said, this is it can, well let's say it can be absolutely it's it's not like it's possibility, a possibility absolutely a yeah. hundred thousand is not outside of the realm of possibility in the next eighteen months or so
0: yeah so um I have my. But expect volatility. Yeah, well, I was just going to say, words of warning, I would not go above 5% of an investment portfolio um, in cryptocurrency. And that's how I control mine. But could have a potential upside if some of these dreams come true. Now, you're mentioning, uh, well, I think I mentioned BlackRock, but the big yes. organisations <laughs> getting involved. Uh, PayPal's another one recently with the stable coin, Fidelity. Um, what does that tell you about the future for the space?
1: it tells me that the optimism about this space is true. Yeah, Those are all organizations that don't spend money on just nice ideas. They don't spend money and effort on initiatives that are what you could call pump and dump, right? Yeah. So they go, I wouldn't call it all in, but they have defined for themselves that the digital asset space, to make it a little bit broader, mm. is something to stay. And that they wanna to bring to their, especially retail and institutional investors. So that means the this is the point in time where I'd say in a couple of years, we will look back and say, this was the time when mass adoption started. Not so much for the underlying use case, which is a completely different story. We're talking here about investments, but from the investment side, this is a clear signal that it will turn into a usual asset class for a broader range of investors.
0: Okay. Now, uh, something a bit more specific. I want your mm-hmm. views on WorldCoin, because it's been in the oh. news quite a lot recently. <laughs> and um, I went as the roving reporter for Money Talk um, to have my iris scanned by one of the orbs. And I'm now the proud owner of 27 WorldCoins. Now, do you think it's a great way to protect your identity or just the fad?
1: <laughs> well, so we have something in common. I did the same. So, But I'm already at, I think, 38 wld so you need to claim so, more grants yes, now you're making me feel inferior <laughs> no I, I did the same out of curiosity frankly yeah. and uh not giving any any investment advice here. Mm. what i was um excited about was the idea right i mean mm. it's not so much an id like your hk id it's more like proving that you're really human and in the digital space, even if you look at the at the development of, of, of Bitcoin, that was always a concern. So if they really crack that nut and it's it's applied and adopted globally, that's a big push. Whether they can do it, frankly, yeah. I, I can't tell. I'm not a technician enough for that. So when I looked into the orb, frankly I had to say this is the Best piece ever invented, or one of the nicest pieces okay. ever invented? Yeah, or it's just nothing. I couldn't tell you. Yes, right? <laughs> it's just a big and, round And, and I, guess, I guess that's the thing about World yeah. Point, which 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 makes it or heavily debated in this space. Okay, and we yeah. frankly we will see. I'd say the idea is definitely there. The idea is valid. The idea to to make sure that we can delineate between machine generated yeah. transactions and human generated transactions. That's really something. Mm. I think one of the founders of open AI is involved yes. in
0: it as well, which yes. is kind of interesting because the company that's creating AI and now is in a company that's trying to protect people almost from AI. Yes. Anyway, I also did another roving report from a Bitcoin ATM earlier this week. Oh, wow. And I was shocked I could exchange 100,000 Hong Kong dollars cash into a private wallet without revealing any personal details. Are loose regulations like this making
1: Hong Kong an attractive (laughs) hub for crypto companies? Well, the the first answer is yes. I I see that we have regulatory um, progress, especially in Hong Kong and Singapore, in different directions. Hong Kong, for me, still, and we debated that with many people in the industry, is more, let's say, in the direction of crypto and Web three. So it's what happens in the online world, whereas Singapore positions itself more like digital assets are, as we have discussed earlier, part of the investment space. They, they will be proliferating, they will be adopted, but more for classical banking and financial services providers. So I think that's what we see where other jurisdictions in the world haven't made their bets yet.
0: Okay, we've got time for one last question Ah. and I do want to ask you about Token 2049 because I believe you're a speaker. So I want to hear about what that's about, anything you expect will be coming out of it and why is it called 2049? You have 20 seconds.
1: (laughs) Oh yeah, first of all yes, I'm a speaker and I will speak about what's next for crypto exchanges, which is a big thing given the regulatory changes and and, and the new initiatives here. Um, Why it's called Token 2049, I think when it was initiated that just sounded like future and the name was there to stay. And the closer we go to 2049, the less it will be. Well, thank you very much,
0: Stefan Lotz. It's been a a pleasure.